views expressed on this podcast, as well as all episodes of the Grip Thread podcast, are solely host opinions. Our content should not be taken as indisputable and is for entertainment purposes. Hey, Threadheads, we are about to start our episode, but really quick, we wanted to take a quick second and introduce you to our sponsor, Whatnot. Here we have Carly from Whatnot, and we are going to have her tell you a little bit about what it is. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Whatnot is a three and a half year old live selling marketplace, and we are the largest live selling platform in the US. Um, we have recently been dipping our toes into the quilting world, and it is the best place to shop for and sell uh, quilty uh, supplies, patterns, fabric, you name it. Um, and it's really fun because we are a community-based platform, and so you get to know the sellers. Uh, it's all done via live stream right in our app. Awesome. And how are people able to just hop in and shop DStash often, or what's kind of the setup? And do they need to make an account? So you'll have to make an account, um, and Ashlyn will be able to give you a awesome link where you can get $15 to spend whenever. Uh, there's kind of always something going on in the clothing and sewing category, so you can jump in, create an account, follow the categories that you like. Obviously, I would recommend following quilting and sewing, um, and you'll see all of the quilting and sewing shows that are happening. You can also sell um, by applying to be a seller. Um, we do have a rigorous vetting process, but we're also very inclusive and accepting. And so if you just have, you know, a lot of fabric that you don't want to you want to have go to a better home, uh, you can use us as a platform to sell or uh, can even use it as a platform to increase your stash. Um, so it's a really awesome kind of community building. Um, you can even, we have a woman who teaches a weekly free motion quilting class. Um, she's not even selling anything. She's just hanging out with her you know, community of fellow quilters, teaching them something. Um, and then she has, you know, some stuff you can buy from her, uh, should you choose to. Yeah. It's a really cool platform for just like having, um, like the money and like selling and shipping everything all in one spot so that you don't have to like figure out how to do that all on your own if you're trying to de-stash or sell something a little bit more casually. Yes, definitely. Um, and we're also hoping to host uh, one of the world's largest online craft fair uh, this coming up in the fall as well. So if you are hope trying to sell any of your quilted goodies, uh, there may be opportunities for that as well. That's amazing. We will be sure to share that with our listeners and you guys can get that code. We'll share it in the show notes. Hey Threadheads, welcome to the Grateful Thread Podcast, where we're creating a community for cool quilting newbies and experienced quilters to unite. Pull up a seat, because you can always sit with us. We're your hosts. I'm Ashlyn of Urban Dwell Studio, and I like long audiobooks, hot coffee, and wandering aimlessly through World Market to pretend like I'm on a vacation in Morocco, or whichever trending country's <laughs> decor <laughs> is in style. <laughs> Well, that was quite the intro. Yeah. Hi, Ash. I'm in my jammies. Oh, I'm Lacey. Oh, hey, Lacey. Messy quilts, and I'm in my pajamas. Hey, bedhead. I know. It's been a week. It's been a long week. <laughs> Feeling a little out of sorts today. <laughs> it's because you've seen me so many times. I know. I know. Um, I have a new review for us. It's really cool. Um, it's from M N Quilter, but the quilter, the E is a three. 
I'm thinking it's Minnesota quilter. Oh, yeah. Minnesota quilter. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> hey, Stacy from Fargo. <laughs> um, they say, fun podcast and enjoyable podcast. Thanks so much for your insight and straight talk. Episode 11 helped validate my decision to keep my quilting as a hobby rather than trying to set it up as a business. Keep up, keep up the good work. Love the last two. <laughs> what well, a relief, because some people don't like our giggling. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> trying not to be cynical over it. But if you do like our laughs and giggles in our episodes, maybe write us a review about it. Keep, re- keep the reviews. <laughs> Keep the reviews coming. In fact, I think we just hit 100 ratings. Yes, we did. On Apple Podcast, which means... We have a new quilt to complete. Complete and make. So get on that. Yeah. Add that to your list. I'll put it on my tab. (laughs) Put it in your planner. (laughs) Guys, you should see her planner. It's epic. It is epic. And then her youngest child scribble on a page. Yeah, sometimes I'll leave the pen too close to the planner and he will find it on a Monday morning and completely ruin my week with some scribbles. <laughs> I think like some better moms would like find it really cute and comforting and be like, yeah. wow, my kid will only scribble on my on my planner like this for so long and then I'm going to miss it someday. <laughs> no, I will absolutely never miss scribbles on my neatly well, and your planner. handwriting is so precise, and you've got the little boxes, and... Yeah, I base, I write it like a 12-point font. Uh-huh. It kind of used to get me in trouble in school. I had to rewrite some stuff, <laughs> um, and typically all caps, unless it's like a... Unless I'm writing fast, then it's a weird, like... Oh, I like your fast writing. I've gotten a couple cards with your handwriting that I really like. It's a, yeah, cursive. Yeah, cursive. Anyway, um, so you can share what you're up to on Instagram, at the Grateful Thread Podcast. We had one last week of somebody weeding, which was kind of (laughs) cool. You can weed with us. You can weed with us. (laughs) And hashtag you can sit with us. I don't think she was weeding. I think her plants died. Her plants died. (laughs) She, she, she thought it was late blooming. Goes, they're not late bloomers. They're, they're just dead. dead. <laughs> so, tell us what you're up to. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, all right. Let's get into our episode for today. This episode, we're talking about community over competition. It's a really big driving force behind this podcast and our mission. Mm-hmm. In case you haven't noticed by the hashtag you can sit with us t-shirts you know i think that we found that a lot of people have felt the same that we felt um and i know we've said in past episodes that you and i thought we were feeling this way individually Mm -hmm. and then when you came up with the idea of a podcast i was like hold on i think this is bigger than just us yeah and it is bigger than just us so let's share our experience with this a little bit um, I yeah. mean, where do you want to start? Do you want to just talk about how you hated me for so long? <laughs> I mean, we're totally get it. I'm going way back. Oh, hey, our therapist is here. Yeah, <laughs> the mediator. <laughs> it's a strong word. Slightly accurate. It's fine. <laughs> but no, from the beginning of like my quilting journey, I felt really supported by you, and mm-hmm. that was really. I think critical and key for like my success and growth in the quilting industry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that makes me feel really good because I know that when um, I started quilting, uh, the, my quilting journey has been, I feel has been a lot quieter um, because my support 
hasn't been as prominent, you know. And I also think, too, in talking with a lot of friends who started quilting in, you know, the mid-teens, what do you call that, the mid-teens, um, quilting isn't, wasn't what it is now yeah. as well. I really do think that the quilting community is shifting in that way. Um, so, yeah, I have, I have a point that we will get to in a little bit, but I would venture to say that you were in a leadership role in the clothing community far before you realized it. Right. And that's probably a big contribution to totally feeling left out and feeling Mm -hmm. othered. Um, well, and feeling like what I was making was actually anything good. Right. Like I genuinely, um, in our last episode, we talked about the most recent episode, how I almost gave up quilting in 2021. Cause it really was like, I am not good enough to be yeah. anywhere in this realm and jumping back in it, uh, with a client commission that really shifted my focus on what quilting was. It, then shifted my community focus as well mm-hmm. has been and ever since it's been completely different yeah so i kind of break up my life in like old quilter and new quilter a little bit yeah yeah so all right we have assembled a little bit of a bullet point list for you guys <laughs> um so we'll just get to it yeah. um number one is encourage collaboration i think you know promoting the idea of working together um, towards common goals rather than pitting each other or pitting against each other like that's pretty critical in community over competition right like we could just end the episode there like, <laughs> yeah, like it's an active decision it, it really is and, and it's scary yeah. right it's scary to like put yourself out there and ask what do you think about this yeah and you know how can i um how can i learn and be better because you're you're not the best at what you do yeah there's going to be always be somebody better. It's cool, better. <laughs> you just said you're not the best you're at what you do, and I was like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, not you. You have to make me cry, but general. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> I just everybody has like their own view on on what quilting is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, it's just it's a collective effort for the quilting industry to achieve. I'm just going to say greatness. Um, Like that sounds like really cheesy and like a lofty goal, but that's what we're all here for. We're here to further this art form Mm -hmm. and preserve it. So. Well, it's interesting because I just had this thought of like, you wouldn't go to an artist gallery and say, oh, I can paint that better. I mean, some people do. I guess some people do still. Yeah. I guess some people still do. I guess that's just so outside my realm of I. I would never do that because yeah. I don't know what it is to take to do that. Right. So why is it happening? I'm hoping. Yeah. You know. So. Okay. Uh, uh, number two. Yeah. Foster open communication. Create an environment where people feel comfortable expressing their ideas, concerns, and feedback. Um, and this is a big one. Really loud for the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Encourage. Encourage active listening, empathy, <laughs> constructive dialogue. To facilitate understanding and collaboration. Yeah. You know, it really is um, leaning in into what people are doing. Yeah. You know? I think choosing to be a part of a community requires work. It's not just mm-hmm. showing up physically and being like, okay, 
like my work. Here's my show and tell at Guild. Tell me how awesome I am. Right. To like get that feedback, it's you've got to give a little. It's while other people are showing their work, you're sitting there not on your phone. You're not having side conversations. You're actively engaged with the person up there. And you're looking at them and seeing giving them eye contact. It could be a mom who hasn't left her house all week, all month since your last meeting. Mm -hmm. This is her first outing, first conversation, maybe for the day, maybe for the week with other grownups. Yeah. And and she's timidly putting her quilt out to see. You read that language and say, yeah, what you did was great. Yeah. You know, I think that you start to start understanding the people who are really looking for the criticism. I know that for you and I, it really is, hey, I'm asking your opinion because I really want it. Or I'm asking my your opinion because I think I already know what I want to do. Yeah. And that helps us communicate better yeah. as far as what I'm looking for and feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the like. I need your opinion and I'll usually be like, do you want validation or do you want an idea? Right. <laughs> and what like, I mean, it's pretty foodie. Do you want to, do you want validation or do you want to workshop this? <laughs> totally. Totally. And I think, I think too, it's understanding when, when you're helping somebody that you have to kind of read between the lines of what they're looking for. Cause they don't, they don't know how to clearly say for sure. I need help in this way. You yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to just keep going down the line. Yeah, I well, let's come back to the constructive dialogue really quick. Yeah. We've talked about this like ad nauseum almost like on this podcast, like mm-hmm. compliment sandwiches. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're not asked, just just shut up. Don't <laughs> just don't say anything. Yeah. If that person isn't seeking feedback or critique, mm-hmm. you are not welcome to give it. Period. Period. We'll stop mic drop. There you go. All right, cool. Stop recording. End of podcast. And how long was that episode? That was <laughs> every time every time recording. Lacey goes, "Oh, that was how long was that?" And I'll tell her, and she'll be like, "Oh, wow, didn't feel like that." And like, it could be an hour and every five minutes. Time. It could be fourteen minutes. It could be forty minutes. Every an time. interview and not an interview. Every <laughs> single time. <laughs> All right. Next is to celebrate diversity. And there's a lot of talk about diversity right now, particularly in the MQG. Um, I think we're making pretty great strides to try strides to be inclusive as far as race and like mm-hmm. socioeconomic status and all the other um, forms of diversity um, collectively as a huge organization mm-hmm. however i think individual guilds have a lot of work to do maybe um i don't think we talked about this on the podcast maybe on a live after quilcon we were in melissa de leon mason's um lecture and one of the topics was like do you feel that your guild is doing a good job mm-hmm. at diversity and inclusion Mm -hmm. and like an overwhelming percent of the crowd okay so back up melissa had like live stats which is really cool so you could participate in the lecture by answering her question like a pop quiz in college or whatever live yeah Yeah. so the stats from the audience would pull up on the screen and like an overwhelming number said they were doing 
like doing that well. Mm -hmm. And you and I had very different answers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think we have an issue with the definition of what What? this diversity looks like and what what inclusion is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like what our efforts in it are. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, we're at a zero. Yeah. Right. We don't have any people of color in our group. Mm -hmm. We do have like, we have a couple of gay people in our group Mm -hmm. and like, we are very accepting of them and loving towards them. Mm -hmm. However, whether or not they feel included is right. Their decision, right. You know, right. (laughs) We can only do so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, but I will say out of all the groups I've attended, the Salt Lake Guild has been the most, yeah, most we still have a lot to, a way to to go, but it is definitely the most. Yeah. And I just, I think this is a really interesting topic to bring up with your guild, particularly going into the fall and you'll be re-upping your membership and your leadership and like really talking about what this looks like for you guys. Mm -hmm. I think um, quilting is like an expensive hobby and it's pretty cost prohibitive. So Mm -hmm. I do know that that's a big barrier. How can your group do better about that how can you guys reach out and help serve mm-hmm. other communities in your area yeah um sorry that was kind of a side tangent no but i love it i just it really is <laughs> it is it is celebrate diversity but what does that look like yeah and i think that that's what mm-hmm. society is trying to define more and more every day and it's getting better but we still have a lot of work to do yeah mm-hmm. i think that all boils down to making yourself a safe space totally um for those groups of people, but also just for the people currently in your guild, like for sure. that look like you have the same right. neighborhood as you. Um, and that comes in the form of like, you know, talking to them before and after meetings, like right. not being a jerk mm-hmm. well, behind their back. And, and I think too, that like you, um, you slowly shift into as your, your longevity and quilting goes you shift into more of a leader type role mm-hmm. and it, you don't, I don't think you realize that shift because we were all that person there once yeah. we were all there doing your first quilt once yeah. and recognizing that like, I'm going to go talk to the person who's sitting there, not talking to anybody yeah. could change everything. It could make it so that they continue to quilt. Yeah. And that comes with a, also like conscious effort from your group to be really, Mm-hmm. cautious about like appropriating different quilting methods too like if you know that that person's technique is taught by like west african tribes <laughs> <laughs> like and they're telling you that it is whatever this white woman from ohio's method that she learned at a workshop <laughs> like I don't see a problem with correcting that and like making the blatant effort to absolutely to improve that because I think that's how change comes about. And you don't have to be a jerk about it. Right. But I think holding information accountable is really important and being inclusive and seeking diversity. I mean, we can also talk about not just diversity diversity we can talk yep. about differences in style too. absolutely which i think was our main point before i went on a tangent 
That's okay. Really passionate about that. It's fine. <laughs> to talk about it. Well, yeah, yeah, and I know that like when you and I, I know, I know for me, I'll speak for me, that um, when you jumped onto the scene of quilting, it took me an an adjustment time to kind of see where you were and what you were doing, um, and try to keep the jealousy at bay because you were doing something so different and so unique and came on the scene so fast that I had to really work through like, okay, but that's not me. Yeah. And, and Ashlyn doesn't think less of me because I quote, just do t-shirt quotes, you know, like I I'm, I'm doing that narrative in my head yeah. and I, you, I worry that other people are doing that narrative in their head. Yeah. We do, call that the mental gymnastics, the mental gymnastics <laughs> of, com- of comparison, yeah. which there's literally Ashlyn's losing no sleep over the fact that yeah. I'm different than her. Like I didn't have to learn how to sew while I was quilting. When I started quilting, I was like, Oh, I have clothing knowledge in my in my little pot here. Yeah. I'm gonna pull that out and I'm gonna make some kind of crazy curved piecing yeah. in this random abstract quilt. Mm-hmm. And it just Well, you the, didn't have to do a block of the month for three years to really yeah, understand the things what you're doing. <laughs> that interested me were different. The things uh-huh. that I began with were more um like passion driven like mm-hmm. i love art and i wanted to create art right i didn't want which that. has been you since yeah. I, since you <laughs> came to the family right yeah. so like looking back now even a year like it's not a big surprise <laughs> that it happened you know and and my start was i'm bored and i'm sitting at home with two kids after working for 15 years yeah i'm just gonna do something as a hobby and it just was really slow Celebrate diversity. Celebrate yeah. other people's visions and styles and, and styles. Yeah. And some like the peaks and some don't. And not that's okay. <laughs> that's a love letter for you modern quilters sitting in traditional guilds just feeling <laughs> less than a little odd man out. Yeah. It's okay, guys. You can be the change. Be the change. Hashtag. Be hashtag. <laughs> um, okay, I really like this next one. Um, share resources and knowledge. Yeah, I think. Gatekeeping is a huge part of the quilting industry. Um, there are some people that are just extremely generous with their resources and their knowledge. And I'm going to say most people are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the people that literally have nothing to lose that gatekeep that gatekeep all the knowledge. Right. Like mm-hmm. it is no sweat off of my back to tell another pattern designer where I print my patterns right, and send them that way. Did it take me a while to research? Yeah. If I can save them that hassle, great. Mm-hmm. Like, Perfect. We have completely different quilts. Even if we had similar quilts, I would still be like, yeah, it's this one in Minnesota. They ship great. Yeah. Perfect. Here we go. Yeah. Not to say that they would actually use that either. Right. Like it's, it's, a, it's a jumping off point. Totally. They I, decide, I the same with interfacing. Right. I get asked all the time what my favorite interfacing is. And it's different than what most people. And I tell that to people. Yeah. It's it's heavier. It's this. It's that. But this is what I like. Because again, yeah. standing in front of a line at Joanne of interfacing is really overwhelming. Right. And you don't want to like spend all the money and not love, and not love it. I'm literally, we're not getting paid to keep that information in our brain, you know? Right. It's not, it's not intellectual property. Yeah. I actually had two, um, two friends who, uh, last fall I bought a long arm, which was really exciting. Um, and my friend Terry 
uh, she's online. She's on, she's one of my good friends. And I saw that she had this machine and I messaged her, what do you think about it? And she just sent everything she knew about it. And I don't know if I would have been so, I wouldn't have been as confident going into getting that machine had it not had her help. Yeah. You know, and like, it's been ongoing too. It, like totally. Well, and then Melissa yeah. with, um, so shabby quilting, she's here, here's a pattern. Here's this. Let me help you with this. How would you do this? And that collaboration and support. I don't think people realize how far it goes. Totally. Mm-hmm. Even just like, I mean, I'm, I have not yet hired this out, but our friend uses, uh, like an assistant to do her Pinterest mm-hmm. board or whatever. And I had asked her about it and she could have just been like, oh yeah, I kind of like use my friend, like I'll ask her if she wants to. And like, could have not, <laughs> but she asked her friend if she wanted to take on more work, send her information my way. And I was like, thank you so much. That's like super helpful. That's really cool. And like, it's an affordable person in our community that we can support. And I just like, and they're already doing that already. They're, yeah. They're already person. doing it. It's yeah. And to share like the workload, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Share resources. Yeah. And I also have to mention Taylor from Toad and So here because she's just like the ultimate team player. And she, um, her and I are the art gallery socialites together. Mm-hmm. And for this thing, this gig, we had to write a free pattern. Um, slash we were encouraged to write a free pattern to accompany our bundles. Uh, and I had mine written, I had my sample done. And then in the group message one day she goes, Hey, if anybody wants to use my template for their pattern, I can, I can get it back to its blank form and send it your way. And like a bunch of us were like, uh, yes, please. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So she sent it over and it's like all the crops, all the margins, all of the like locations where you need to place and drop things. Granted, like we have different patterns, so it needed to be tweaked, but one, I wouldn't have had the idea to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Two, it was really beneficial to what we were trying to achieve. Together as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like three, like I keep trying to give her credit for this because it is in no way my idea. And it was really cute. It's like a little booklet that folds up and like you cut it and you craft it. And it's like, an eighth of a page oh booklet. So it's like <laughs> this little magical thing that she just like blessed us with. <laughs> that is so cool. And yeah. And that's what off her back. Yeah. Like, here. She's like, oh, I did it already. And like, <laughs> she doesn't care if she gets credit for it. She doesn't care if I tell everybody on a podcast that mm-hmm. she sent that file over. <laughs> wow. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I think sharing too helps you realize how much you really know yeah. as well. Yeah. You know. Next is focus on personal growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you shift that focus from competition to like your personal development, that's where you shine. That's where I really thrive personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I love to be in that space where I'm like head down. I don't care what that person is doing. Right, like that shift. Yeah, right, that shift is huge. Uh, Sandra's interview really solidified that for me. Yeah. She's like, stay in your lane. I'm in your lane. Yeah. I'm in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope. I'm in, I'm in lane. my lane. I'm, I'm swerving. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in my lane. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that there is so much growth to be had in that 
spot where you think about what you want to achieve and you you just sit down and do it like you're not looking left looking right how fast am I doing this compared to so and so mm-hmm. you know um just eliminating that makes your goals happen mm-hmm. that's so true I think um like a practical application of this is when we do sew alongs or quilt alongs in the quilting community and there I, I always like get this sense or this vibe that like there's a few people that are just there to like make sure you know that they did it better than you they're there for the attention they're there for the praise from whoever's leading it mm-hmm. and you know what that's fine maybe you or they need it i would encourage you to dive deeper into those feelings and sort that out maybe in therapy but (laughs) i have a good therapist (laughs) but like it's not a competition when there are prizes it's they're not going to the person with the (laughs) best quilting that week it's a random drawing of the people that participated Mm -hmm. and in making it a competition you ruin the fun for the other people absolutely you could take that same energy and go into the so long hashtag and go be a hype girl like all the people's posts in the hashtag and just and that's why up. makers have so alongs is to help quilters yeah get better instead of like scrolling that hashtag comparing your work mm-hmm. to their work and go oh yeah look down instagram as you're doing this <laughs> my fabric choice is so much better than theirs for this quilt that we're all making the exact same <laughs> <laughs> and like you're already scrolling why aren't you why don't you just Plop a comment in there. Wow, this is amazing. That should be your new hashtag. Make over scrolling or something. <laughs> do a better job. You're, you're the wordy one for the two of us. Uh, write that down and write I'll that workshop down. that later. Okay. Make a new t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, focus on your personal growth. You'll be surprised at how much everything else falls away of what everybody else is doing. Yep. Okay. Promote collaboration over comparison. Yep, your guilds are really good for that. Yeah, I think... There's a little bit of fear in submitting your work to quilt shows or it doesn't even have to be a quilt show. If it could be in a small local library, you can, guys, libraries are the, libraries are it. (laughs) Libraries are the shoes, guys. Mm -hmm. They are down to collaborate they want to know, like, they are there to please your community. Mm-hmm. They want to make a library host. <laughs> they want to host your quilt guild. They want to mm-hmm. have you come teach old people how to sew. They want the old people to come teach young people how to sew. <laughs> they want after school programs. They have a program director that will just jump at the opportunity to schedule you and get something cool on their calendar. Because then it's not about you. Yeah. It's about what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, like, Ask your library if you and your friends can hang some quilts up. Right. Little mini quilts. <laughs> show, show off your work. There's no sweat. It was probably free, you know? <laughs> like just just do a small thing. Um on a bigger scale, if you're afraid to enter your individual quilt into a show like QuiltCon, mm-hmm. there's tons of group challenges. There can be yeah. 10 of you. Mm-hmm. Um the guild. The guild. I think sections. do they all get in? um sometimes they do if there's too many do they have yeah to? i know that there was a year when it was a temperature quilt that mm. i thought that everybody was getting in and then i talked to a maker who put hers in and got denied even though it wasn't judged got it 
So I just think it's depending on however many. Depending on influx. Uh huh. Okay. Of what it is, yeah. Well, maybe you could still experience rejection there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you're experiencing rejection with your group. And though. you guys can all be like, they're wrong. Uh, Our quilt is the best. Yeah. I mean, I mean there really is something of power in the group of people. For right? sure. Because like losing with somebody else is way better than losing by myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I told my husband the other day. I I do not like winning more than I hate losing. I hate losing. Um, <clears throat> oh, well. Competitive Ashlyn used to hate tying more than losing. Really? Because it's like sharing a loss. Just, really? That's how much this Sharing chick, a loss. That's how much this chick hates sharing and hates losing. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I will say, though, on a side note to that, my husband is a, like, whiz at all the games and yeah. i feel bad that he's always losing in this family with two little girls and me like i'm terrible at games i was never taught how to do them <sighs> i'm just I'm terrible i'm getting better as work- lacy's family didn't have family game nights yeah. because they would just fight yep <laughs> <laughs> and so my husband's teaching me how to be a gamer like board games and outside games but man, it really gets under my skin when he just kind of walks in and just wins all the time. <laughs> so, I'm working through it. Yeah. So lose with the group. Oddly, I have the same experience with your brother. It's so weird. That's weird. so weird. How? It's really hard. <laughs> it's, it's actually really hard to work through too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, drop me a DM and let me know if you're a sore loser too. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Working together yields better results than competing mm-hmm. against one another yep and i noticed too once you do drop the facade of that it's about me and include those people around you who are actually supporting you your life it's like crystal clear dang that was a good word facade we love it Lacey. Yes. we love starting to wake up a smart and articulate queen <laughs> <laughs> all right want to read the next one yeah what number are we on seven Seven. <laughs> Thanks. Encourage cooperation in projects. Design projects or activities that require collaboration among community members, uh, which is a lot like the shows and the guilds. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I think making a point to recognize people in your community. I think when we say community, it probably elicits the thought of a guild. Right. Um, but if you're listening to this virtually, you are probably part of the Instagram community as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like sub communities of the quilting community. Um, but I think choosing to recognize the people that are good at things in your little community. Yeah. And maybe that's just resharing their work in your stories and just saying, look how great her binding is. You know, the tiny little things add up so quickly Mm -hmm. yeah it's so true and if you start feeling yourself going down that comparison trap log off yeah go meditate go read a book yeah get in a clear headspace you know you don't need to tear people down yeah i think we're all part of the instagram community because we want a little recognition absolutely you wouldn't be on it if you didn't want some recognition you wouldn't post yeah and maybe you're really frustrated with it because you're not getting it. Mm-hmm. But ask yourself if you are giving it. You know. Dang, that, oh, was good. that was a good one too. These are going to be a whole bunch of one liners. We got a whole bunch of audio clips coming to you live <laughs> on the podcast here. 
just take these, yeah, roll with it, reshare. Yep. Nope, just kidding. <laughs> uh, we no, we do. <laughs> yes, we really do. Um, we talked about this one a little bit already. Lead by example. Mm-hmm. As a leader or influential member of the community, demonstrate a cooperative and supportive attitude mm-hmm. and encourage others to follow suit by displaying a positive behavior. You don't need to gossip. Yep. You don't need to talk about what you think is wrong about that quilt. Stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> keep your keep those opinions to yourself. Yeah. Does does more harm than good, I think. Yeah. I think part of that is like inclusive decision making. Mm-hmm. And for me, that means like, are we as leaders? Gosh, that sounds just so egotistical. But I think if you have any type of following on Instagram, you're kind of just already a leader, whether you like it or not. Like you have, you literally have followers, you know? Right, (laughs) right, right. Like whether or not you choose to lead them Mm -hmm. like exponentially is up to you and if you're running a business or not. But I think making decisions that impact the whole community like such as setting trends that are not sustainable Mm -hmm. i see a lot of that right now um and there's a huge movement pushing back against it which i love and obviously that's an opinion of mine but (laughs) i think just see the disclaimer at the beginning of this episode (laughs) but that's an example of like a decision that impacts the entire quilting community um and the trends that you are setting Mm -hmm. do that Right. You know, as even just discussions about quilting mm-hmm. is a decision. Right. You know, we can be negative. We can be bashing systems that we don't quite approve of and telling people that they're wrong about it. And is that a healthy thing for the community or is that a nice discussion that you can have with like minded individuals privately? Right. You know, so true. And, and the people that you trust totally, because I know that you and I have had conversations too, that, you know, working through it and what do you think about this and good and bad, but yeah, who do you trust, you know? Um, and then as far as leadership goes, I think obviously we have guild leaders and they do an okay, or, I mean, not an okay, our guild leaders do a great job. Yeah. Me as a leader for our, my other guild, I don't know. our our collective leaders do um and are really great about making planning decisions together and giving you know background for their decision making Mm -hmm. i also want to like tap the senior guild members on the shoulder and say like hey we're watching you (laughs) yeah for sure you know mm-hmm. and so there are some that are just absolutely amazing and they're there not to blow smoke up your butt but to hype you up and just say wow i'm so glad that you came today it's which so is great why to you see started, you. yeah which is why you go to a group because yeah, I, I guilt hopped yep. for years yeah and again i i definitely put it into what was my mental state at the time as well like i'll put some of it on me but there is some the things that guilt need to work on as far yeah. as being inclusive and the new ones are, that are scared. Yeah. You know, I think like, does your online persona match your in-person persona? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, are you mm-hmm. fun, giggly, like cool chick in We're your stories? In real life. <laughs> yeah. 
We're not. Giggly. <laughs> um, not like, are you introverted versus extroverted in some situations? That's a different thing. I'm talking, are you the know-it-all person on Instagram? And then you go sit in your guild and you're this little like shell of a person. Uh-huh. Like, right. I, I think that goes beyond introvertedness and extrovertedness. And you need to maybe think hard about why that doesn't match. And what about Instagram makes you feel the ability to say those things? And what about in person doesn't? Is it the people around you? Do you not have the confidence? Right. Um, particularly if you are an older member of the guild. Right. There's <laughs> plenty of those people on the web. <laughs> on the interwebs. <laughs> you know. Um, but the younger members of your guild are looking up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. For one reason or another. Well, and I definitely, you know, I know that you and I are both introverted, but I really do hope that when people meet me, it is just as it's uncomfortable for me. Like, oh, yeah, you're so and so. Yeah. Hi, you know, good to meet you. I never want them to feel like I'm better than them because I'm definitely not. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. Lacey was just a total like diva yesterday. We were taking photos downtown in Salt Lake City and this man walks up and was like, did you make that quilt? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. And then I held it up so he could see it. And so he wouldn't see my face. And I looked at Ashley with big old eyes. Like, <laughs> and he asked how much. And I like named a price. <laughs> he was like, can I buy it? And I was like, no, it's my quilt. She made it for me. <laughs> not but this one. Not this one. Um, and he was like, oh, do you have an Instagram? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, she does. <laughs> Tell the man your Instagram. <laughs> it is true. I got a little nervous. <laughs> It's like everything you want. I think that was one of my uh, goals for this podcast is to be recognized in public. I guess you can count that. And then it happens and I'm like, eh, I'm going to me. Shrink. <laughs> like the monsters on Space Jam. <laughs> they turn back into the little goblins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. All right. Our last one. Yeah. Organize community events, plan social gatherings, workshops, or team building activities. Uh, I love this one. I like that we left it for the last great opportunities for people to connect on a personal level and build a sense of camaraderie. Yeah. If you're feeling left out, you're probably all feeling left out. Uh Um, You don't have to sit around waiting for an invitation. Mm -hmm. You can extend the invitation. You can make the party. You can plan the party. You don't just have to be invited to parties. Right. You You do it. You got to host a little bit sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to sit around waiting for a podcast you to invite you. You just buy the microphone. And you just stick it in front of your face and say, please listen to me. <laughs> yeah, the more you put yourself out there, the better it gets. It really does. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think just jumping in and doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be mindful of the people around you. Yeah. I'd like to just challenge you guys to be thoughtful about this and these points and think Maybe just pick one area and see where you can move that, what moving that needle looks like. And, mm-hmm. you know, invite a couple of friends over and <laughs> talk about quilts for five hours, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and I, I know that you said before that, like, our quilted community is rather small and we don't, I don't want it. I want it to stick around forever. Yeah. I don't want the negativity to come in, yeah. you know, and we got to just keep it nurtured and the fire going because it has exploded over the last little bit. And I think it's getting better. And I can't wait to see what it looks like in five years, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Keep that fire 
Where you're going. Awesome. All right. Well, let's move on to what we're digging. Do you want to go first? Sure. So I uh, just finished a massive quilt. Uh, it's on my Instagram. I called it the tree quilt. It was a family tree quilt. Um, applique. It came from a client in March. Anyway, super long story short is she wanted a sleeve put on it so she could hang it up. And anybody who knows, you sew the sleeve into the binding, but then you have to hand sew the other side, mm -hmm. the bottom. And it was 92 inches. It was really long. Solid queen. Yeah. <laughs> so I... Um, used my thimbles for you thimble the other day oh. and i thought about you pretty sure her name is janet janet that's right um she's so, so talented i can't handle it I, and she's so nice yeah okay let's shout out janet really quick mm -hmm. uh i'm pretty positive her name is janet but I'm pretty if her name too. is not janet i just feel like <laughs> the biggest jerk <laughs> no it's okay we can, we'll fact check, we'll it, fact if check it. it if it's wrong yeah <laughs> um she makes these silver thimbles if you've been to a quilt show in the last five years you've probably seen every anywhere there. Yeah. she's everywhere she's that's her full-time gig she's uh -huh. going show to show to show to show and she uses like the wax resist method which low-key i impressed her by knowing but i just find it a super fascinating method so she carved all the molds and then she fits them to your finger yeah right, they right are there sterling the silver and, and mine's just, whole beautiful and, it, and it's not a thimble that goes over the top of your yeah. finger it has a hole right where your nail is yeah at so the that, top so you can nail. breathe yep. and breathe and i love it so much and so i was hand stitching and i just was thinking because that was our first quilt group, group quilt show together yeah and then i spent a bougie amount of money on it yeah. <laughs> it was it's worth every penny but i just was i was thinking about you and hand stitching and yeah i think there's a lot of like, oh, I don't know what to get this quilter in my life. It's that. It's that. Buy them a thimble. Yep. Like a really special thimble. It doesn't have to be that expensive of a thimble. But when well, she has like necklaces that you can attach it onto. Yeah. And oh, did I tell you about a second one? No, I know that you were Gigi. And yeah. Yeah. I bought a second thimble for my thumb because when mm. I bind, I like, I have some sensory issues. <laughs> And when that needle hits my thumb, it like makes me like actually want to cry. Not because of like the pain or the anything. pain. It's just the sensation. Like I'm thinking, I'm my eyes are watering <laughs> thinking about this sensation right now. That's how I feel when I um with popsicle sticks. Yeah, it makes me. It's like similar to like nails on a chalkboard for me, and just like the sensation like makes me almost physically ill and like not okay. And if you're a mom, it's similar to the feeling of being touched out. Yeah. And just like not having control over the sensation. It makes me go like this way. It makes my fingers hurt. Yeah. So I I mean, long story short, that's why I bought the thumb thimble because I couldn't find one that would protect that part of my thumb. Yeah. Awesome. So I needed a, a full around one. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Thimbles for you. Awesome. Okay. Um, when I am designing, I'm pretty much in like rap music mode. But when I get to actually sew and quilt, it is audiobook time. And like when I'm designing, I can't have the dialogue going. Otherwise, I can't think. Right. Same. So when I'm heavy in hip hop rap mode, it's because I'm designing. Um, but when I'm quilting, I go through audiobooks 
people ask how I can make quilts so fast, and it's oh, I just listen to this twelve hour twelve hour audiobook. Yeah, you your consumption of audiobooks is unnatural. Yeah, I don't. There's probably people that have, read more, listen to more audiobooks than me, but I it's up there. I don't know many. I don't know any. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's what I do. I listen to audiobooks and podcasts basically all day. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of overstimulation, yeah. um, <laughs> but one of my most favorite recent ones is Tom Hanks wrote a book, and it's called "Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece." And his audio performance is a ten. He narrates it. The book oh, is gosh. a ten. And it, I don't know if I'm biased because I really love Tom Hanks, but I I do think it was a really good book. Really well written. Different tracks of the story all come together and different perspective, perspectives. Um, he also invited like Ego Wodum from Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. for one of the characters. And there's just um, a few other voices in there that you would recognize, but it's really awesome. good. Okay. I'll put it on my list. Highly recommend. <laughs> okay. Done. All right, guys, that's our episode. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Thank you so much. You can find us on Instagram at the Grateful Third Podcast or myself at Messy Quilts. And you can find me, Ashlyn, at Urban Dwell Studio. And don't forget that you can catch us on the off weeks on Instagram Live. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. If you hate giggling, don't watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so true. If you're one of those giggle haters, just stay away. <laughs> the Grateful Thread Podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Ashlyn Downs and Lacey Messerly. Our sound engineer is Nicholas Downs. Don't forget that if you're digging this podcast, your reviews help us grow. And if you don't like us, give us a five-star rating and leave us a sarcastic review of what you would say if you actually liked our podcast. Bye, Threadheads. Sounds way better in my ears, too. I can't hear myself at all. Uh-oh. At all? I can't hear myself in my headphones. Oh, I did turn my volume all the way down. Yeah, mine is I yeah, pretty high. almost broke my eardrum oh, before. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Hello, threadheads. Welcome. <laughs> the tongue, the teeth, the lips. <laughs> you got a frog in it. Yeah, we're rolling. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome, Nick. <laughs> Nick, if you put that in the episode, don't. I'm gonna shoot you. Don't do it. Okay.